0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as the fallout continues from a lively weekend in the Scottish Premiership. James Tavernier's warning there's no room for complacency as Rangers look to push on at the top of the table. Celtic's captains had his say, urging his teammates to find answers to their issues quickly and the Scottish FA apologised to Hibbs for failing to award a penalty against Aberdeen at the weekend. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me you have Charlie McGrew and Gordon DL. Gordon, I've got a funny feeling a weekend like that it's not the weekend you get over in just one night the fallout is going to rumble on yeah it's going to rumble on to the next fixtures Gordon and uh, really important fixtures because uh, it's an opportunity for Rangers to go five points clear against a informed heart side but Rangers will fancy that big time and then obviously Celtic go calling to Fur Park under a little bit of pressure I listened to parts of the show last night and you can obviously tell Celtic fans, they are not happy. I think that's an understatement, Charlie. We find out how big a weekend it was at the end of the season, but it certainly got the, the feeling of a big weekend, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a massive weekend. Celtic are under big pressure. They know they keep winning. Rangers have got the momentum. They've got confidence. They're winning games. and um, Yeah, big games coming up. There's a long, long way to go. And every game for now at the end of the season is going to be huge. Come on then, 01419511025. That is the number you need. Get in touch and let us know what is on your mind. Like we said, it's like the fallout continuing. So I wonder, particularly you Celtic fans, is the emotion starting to come out of it? Are you less angry than you were at the weekend? Are you starting to take a bit more of a pragmatic view on things? Or maybe it's getting worse as the days go on. I don't know. You tell me. How do you feel uh, with a clearer head, certainly looking back on giving up top spot at the weekend how does that feel looking back on it what has to happen what sort of priorities do you need to put into place to fix that situation uh, and Rangers fans maybe a good opportunity for you because inevitably in Glasgow when something's going wrong it's the team that's on the wrong side of it that has most of the the airtime if you like so there were lots of Celtic fans on last night telling us where it's gone wrong maybe you Rangers fans want to call in and tell us where it's going right or what you need to do next what do you need to do now to make sure you push on and build on this position of strength like we said elsewhere there is a story uh, usually uh, usually there's a VAR drama somewhere Hibs have had an apology from the Scottish FA after they felt they should have had a penalty at the weekend and I'm sure there's plenty more out there on your minds so 01419511025 give us a call and let us know what you are thinking tonight I'm actually delighted you've made it Charlie Mulgrew because all I saw at the weekend you were you were back in the headlines I never thought I'd see the day you, I thought there was some dramatic return to football you played at the weekend what's, what's the story there? Well I did return but for one game only right. um, I, I know the owner of Doncaster City which is a team in the 11th tier English football and he asked me to come down and, and play a game and pass on a bit of my experience so I was happy to go down and help and straight back up after the game So there was just a one, one time only not tempted to Nah, one, one, one game that'll do me um, playing against top of the league we managed to get a result so because um, there was a few of you wasn't there who were the other ex-pros I saw this Wes Hulahan played Scott McLaughlin played Ross McCormick played and myself have you still got it? Mm. Well, uh, I don't ago. know about that um, I don't know 
uh, if you want to call it football, it was more more like Aussie rules we were playing. It was there, uh, the pitch wasn't great, and there was a lot. The boys just was never out there. The chairman so. were a massive crowd inside the stadium. 800, 800 fans were in. I cans of red stripe <laughs> on the touchline. So were you lot signed as some sort of like publicity stunt mm. to, to boost the team, boost the fixture? Uh, well, that was news to me. I mean, I was just asked to come down and help pass my experience on, and then before you know it, it was everywhere. Um, so yeah, we passed on our experience. It was a, a great experience on the day. Um, travel back up the road with no boxers or socks on because there was no slips handed out or socks. Look at, look at these pampered Champions League players. <laughs> it's the eleventh tier. Yeah, you believe I thought there was no towels either. I was ready. The game was finished. I was like, surely there's towels. I was like, no, no, I don't get towels. And um, somebody ran over to B and M across the road and produced five towels. So. We managed to get dried. Have you ever heard for, for anyone out there who plays like amateur football? Have you ever heard someone who's used to a certain level speak <laughs> expected to get towels provided and underwear <laughs> provided? To, to be fair, are I, you serious? I think every ex-pro would have went with that. You mindset. guys, you guys could do with stepping into the real world. No, I, I, I would, You're lucky I, you get a changing room above your head. Even, even, and I'm well older. I would have expected towel slips. Guards, or even socks So the socks nowadays Every every pair was cut Yeah So there wasn't even a pair to, It was either go barefoot it in your boot Or wear your socks that you've worn So I had to wear my own socks as well Honestly You can't be expecting towels Handed out in the 11th tier of football let, let that be a lesson to you Anyway If you want to Pick Charlie's brains About his return to amateur football You can do I suspect you want to talk more About the weekend's action So do give us a call On 01419511 1025 It would be nice to hear from you Getting all your thoughts Because Gordon You got a taste of it on Saturday mm. <laughs> It was um, I think Lively covers it And then To be honest Last night was more of the same But you could get that real raw emotion On Saturday Just after After full time when you were here Well the first four phone calls I think was <coughs> the, the subject Get Brendan out The Celtic fans had seen enough Had enough and it was guys that were coming out of the stadium uh, so disappointed. Take nothing away from Kamarnock. I think Kamarnock got lost in this. I thought they were terrific, especially to get back in. Could have won it late on. But the Celtic fans, you know, they knew that the top of the league was going to be Rangers by Monday. They fancied Rangers to go to St Johnston up to Perth and get a result. I know the, the pitch wasn't the greatest. It wasn't the greatest game, but it was all about picking up three points, getting yourself top of the league, and Rangers achieved that. On Celtic, you know, Brendan Rodgers come in for probably the most criticism I've ever heard uh, since these, these two spells at Celtic. Uh, he even get criticised for smiling at one point, which I think is a bit unfair. I know that obviously it was 1-0 at Listen, the time. it's not a smiling matter. Though, no, but it was 1-0 at the time and uh, you never know what's going on. But the Celtic fans are not happy, Gordon. I don't think they're happy with the signings. I don't think they're happy with the style of football. Um, they'll need to show a lot of character because Rangers have got Hearts at Ibrooks. Now, I would strongly fancy Rangers as much as Hearts are in terrific form and they've got the best striker, in my opinion, just now in form in Lauren Shanklin. Uh, but I fancy them to go five points and that does put a bit of pressure on Celtic going to Fir Park and a whole Motherwell. They've not had the greatest run, they're not winning games. But there'll be a tough outfit at Fir Park And if it's a must win for Celtic It's got to be a big mm. weekend Let's bring in Stevie Who's on the line He's first through Stevie Looking back A bit of daylight between the games Now you look back on it all How do you feel today? Yeah well I'm not too worried To be honest with you um, I'm a Celtic fan 
And I've just I've got faith in the Celtic team. But Brendan Rodgers is a great manager, and I think he will pull um, the rest of the the team together. And the boys just need to get the head down and get three points against Motherwell. How much um, has that seven point lead been thrown away, eating away at your faith, Stevie? Because there's nothing wrong with that. People should always have a bit of faith in their team. But of course, of course. But listen, see, but see, to be honest with you. I'm actually probably one of the rare Celtic fans that are actually quite happy about it because I don't really want um, the Scottish League to be over by Easter. See oh. this twenty point, see this twenty point leads and stuff like that is boring. Right, Bring hold on, hold on. I get that, I get that. You cannot, you can't be happy at being seven points ahead and now being behind, all yeah. in the, all in the name of a good title race. That's no happiness, yeah. is it? Well, I'd be a bit disappointed that we lost seven points, but to, to be honest with you. It's, it's really good we've got a competition um, and Rangers are, Rangers are meant to be coming back. But um, see, honestly, mate, I would honestly be happy with another helicopter Sunday for the good of Scottish football and as a Celtic fan. It's, it's exciting. It's really exciting because you want to be cheering on the, cheering on the boys and be like, be worried, like, oh no, are we going to get, we get this? Instead of going out and winning four or five, not in a game, you want, you want to be with a passion. You know what I mean? You want the players to show a bit of passion as well. And you want that, even escaping into like a 2-1 win. You know what I mean? You know I get, what I mean? Listen, I get, I get the logic, but the last helicopter went the wrong way for Stevie, and mm. I get what he means. But I've just got this I've just got this image, Charlie, of Brendan Rodgers grabbing the mic at Celtic Park at full time and saying, listen, everybody, calm down. This is exciting. This is what we want. We want it to be this tight. I kind of get what Stevie means, but... I'm not sure. I'm not sure many Celtic fans. No, agree. I, I don't think a lot of people will agree with Stevie here. I think that that's okay if you can guarantee you're going to win that yeah. that last game. But if you're not, then it's the feeling's horrible. I mean, the last time I think that happened, it was Celtic lost to, to Motherwell and Rangers won at Hibs. Was that the last time Helicopter yeah. Sunday? And for all Celtic fans out there, including myself, it wasn't a great feeling. So um, no, I don't think many will be on the same page as Stevie. You've been surprised now. Now that it's it's official if you like Because for a while Rangers were, were progressing But then it was oh, there, mm-hmm. But there's a couple of games in hand mm-hmm. Then the game in hand had to come And then even up to Friday there It was Well Celtic are still top You know Rangers didn't get the goals they needed Now that it's official if you like Are you surprised at how quickly that's swung? Yeah slightly But Celtic have kind of limped, Been limping for a few games now Just before the winter break They looked like they were in their stride and they got a few results and then since then they've just kind of limped over the line getting results at home to Ross County 1-0 and you thought it was going to happen the weekend again and come on that happened to score and Rangers just seem to have a bit of confidence with the new manager even though they've, they've not been great in a lot of games but they've, they've, they seem like they know how to win so but it has I didn't expect it to move that quickly Rangers go top but there's a long long way to go and there's still an old firm game to come up before the split so yeah it's, title races are never won in February who says we deal in extremes Saturday mm. we went from Rogers must go tonight and now we're on this is good this is a good thing this is great mm. because it's tight and it's exciting um, it's we, different we from a Celtic mid- we never fan. do middle ground do we no it's, mid- uh, it's different from Stevie uh, from a Celtic fan I don't think he'll have a, a lot of support with that uh, I think there's still a lot of Celtic fans out there really really angry with everything that's concerned with their club just now I agree, agree with Charlie you still look at it there's a lot of football to be played I don't think anybody involved with Rangers will be getting carried away uh, there are a lot of important games to play um, but I think the worrying thing is Rangers momentum going in the right direction I think Celtic need a big turnaround if they're really, really going to win this Stevie, team. what's the main thing that gives you that, that faith that this team and, and manager will turn it round? 
I, I, I think Brendan Rogers will just get, get a hold of the guys and Callum McGregor in the middle of the park and just say, right, grab him by the scruff of the neck and say, right, lads, let's do this. Get get the finger out. Get get three points against Motherwell and move on. Let's chase let's chase this and get this over the line and prove that we are the champions of Scotland. You know. Why do you think that's been missing? Do you think this is the kick up the backside the team needs? Does, yeah, I think I think a wee bit. Even even with the Celtic fans, we're spoiled rotten. We've, we've had a really good the last few years. Um, with trophies, you know, loads loads of loads of games and trophies and that. And then once we get once we get a wee bit of uh, shaky. We've got a shaky nail with that kind of throwing the toys at the time and start panicking. I don't think it's time for that yet and shout for Rogers and shack your boarding or that rubbish. Charlie, yeah, I always forget um, which title races who, who, who you've been involved in. Do you ever lose a lead? You lose um, a big lead? Or you clawed back a big no, deficit, clawed, didn't clawed you? No, we clawed back a big lead and then we were, I think we were top by a couple of points and then we get beat for Inverness and Rangers went top right, that's five it. games to go in the season and they won the five and we won the five so, I mean it's a bit later right so it's not an exact similar situation but how does that feel when you, like, can you feel the tide turning is that that must be a horrible feeling if you well feel like we lost Inverness away. that night and then Rangers won um, after we had a chance to I think we went to Ibrooks and we had a chance to Samaras a penalty and McGregor saved it and that would have been us top of the league and clear um, and then we lose to Inverness Rangers win and they go top and it, you just knew with five games to go you were you were up against mm. it because you needed them to drop points and we had to win every game and yeah, it's not a nice it's not a nice feeling when it gets that close but I don't think it's quite obviously yeah, it isn't that close if it's 12 it, games it? to go but when they get to that stage and it's five games to go that's a dangerous thing when a team's got a lead and they start to see the finish line they know what they need to do they start ticking the games off um, and that's when it, when it gets difficult but um I'd be interested to see Stevie's. You uh, mentioned grab grab a team with a scruff of the neck there. I mean, what, what does that even mean? I, I don't understand that when people say, mm. "Let's get a hold of the team, grab them with a scruff of the neck." I mean, what, 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 I, think, I don't get that. I think as the cliche goes, that's yeah, just that. grab them by the neck, G- genuinely well, grab yeah. them all by the neck individually yeah, and say yeah. what? Pull them out onto the pitch. There you go, right, onto yeah, the pitch. Exactly. Right, right. who's next? <laughs> <laughs> who's doing that scruff of the neck grab? <laughs> well, it's, the, it's this idea, isn't it? That a Scott Brown type would give everybody a G up a, whether it's physically or not a kick up the backside and a big rally and call and everybody goes and falls it. You, you think that's just something that's dreamt nah, from outside I Braveheart mate nah I'm not buying on. into that <coughs> Mel Gibson a rally and call nah, a Mel I think Gibson. you motivate yourself you go into the pitch and you results gives you confidence and you move forward with that I don't think there's a do you not think the captain can motivate the, the team, the players, everyone concerned. Do you think it's an individual thing? I think a, a manager and a captain can have a certain say, and I think that yeah, they they can, they can motivate. They can have motivational speeches and stuff like that. But I don't think grabbing by the scruff mm. of the neck is a way of doing that and saying. I mean, what do you say when you grab them with a scruff of the neck? Come on, you like give them a or shake. The best. I don't know. Or the best. Or the best of day. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. I'm just interested that's in that. The, that's the thoughts there of former Blackburn captain Charlie Hildrew uh, on 01419511025. Uh, thanks to Stevie who kicked us off tonight. Um, Stevie's feeling all right about things, which is absolutely fine. Raymond is also on the line. What do you think, Raymond? Hi, panel. Uh, just like to know uh, their uh, views. Uh, the last, the last caller. I'm sorry. That just that doesn't wash me at all. I'm afraid. I think it's. I think it's absolutely shocking the way we're playing. The formation we're playing too, and uh, people are saying 
people saying sack the board, sack the manager, and all, I, I don't think that will happen either. Because I think it would cost too much to sack uh, Brendan Rodgers anyway. Uh, personally, I think he's been let, he's been hung out to dry the last two transfer windows. That's my personal view. Plus two, nobody's mentioned anything. He's specifically come out before the window and said he wanted four quality players. And in my view, he's not had any quality players. So, and also too, also too, I'd like to, I'd like your views on CQ Ogo, right? See him, see the way he's playing him now. Mm-hmm. So he plays him as a number ten, just off the, just off the centre, right? Now he was top goal scorer last year, right? And he changes, he changes a player as the top goal scorer. He, he puts him back a bit. So I, that just, I can't understand that too. Charlie, I think that's one for you. Let's start with that most recent point because we've now seen a development in. At the start, it was just you know not using Kyogo right. He's getting asked to drop deep, but now he really is because Adam he does playing. Does that even then have a knock-on effect for Matt O'Reilly? Because then he does something that you know. What, yeah. what have you made of the last couple of games? Well, well, if Kyogo's dropping down as a as a ten, that indicates you're you're probably playing some one of the eights deeper. So that'd be like Matt O'Reilly or whoever. Bernard or something's going to play deeper because that forces him to go back a bit. So I think the main point is the the change of Kyogo. I think it suits him better to be the last man on the last line scoring goals. The problem's been when he, when he has no form and he has no scoring any goals, then the manager has to make some sort of change and and bring Eden and and that's the one change he can make. And I mean, Kyogo's no no been the player he was last year, even though he has scored thirteen goals or whatever this year. Last year he was he was brilliant. He was playing in that last line on the shoulder, and Celtic just haven't kind of used him like that this year. I don't think so. I think that it has a knock-on effect everywhere. I don't buy into big. I'm not big into formations. Uh, I think it it's all about positioning where you are when you have the ball, regardless of what formation you start off with, and then where you are when you don't have the ball. If you're pressing a formation, it doesn't matter because you're you're you can be anywhere. If you look at a, a football match at any point in the game and pause it. Are they ever in this formation that you see going up on the screen before the game? So I'm no big into formations. I'm, I'm more about where you're standing in relation to the ball, with the ball and without the ball. The thing about this, Gordon, is you can have your theories and it doesn't mean they're wrong. But is it also possible, which cause we've, I don't feel like we hear this that often, that Kyogo himself is majorly underperforming? Is it definitely because Brendan Rodgers is using him different? Or or does do you ever analyse whether the player's just not just not doing as well? I, I think sometimes it's down to the player, Gordon. I, like you go back to St. Man. By the way, he scored at the weekend, but and he scored against he scored against speaking. St. Man yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. So when he get changed into that number ten position, he scored two he scored two goals. St. Man and obviously Kamara. I agree. I've said for day one, Kyogo for me is an out and out striker. But Brendan Rodgers at St Mirren had to change the formation. It wasn't really working. He was coming in for a bit of criticism with his wingers, so he decided to go with the two strikers. He won the game and they played quite well and everybody was quite happy. Didn't really work. But where the, the, the difference for me is, Matt O'Reilly was in the form of his life. And every time I think Kyogo gets played in that 10, I think it suffers him. he suffers from it. Um, I don't think he can make the same runs I don't think his, his timing's right Everything about it So he sacrifices a little bit of his game But I totally understand it Because Brendan Rodgers probably would be sitting saying Well, hold on a minute I made the change Kyogo scored two goals And he's right in that But 
If I was playing my strongest side, I would play Kyogo through the middle all day because I think he's such a, a terrific player on the shoulder of defenders and causes so much problems. I think it's a good point, Raymond, as you can hear. Thank you very much. 01419511025. Great time to call. We'll get you on next. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard Charlie Mulgrew and Gordon Diel are here on the usual number give us a call let us know what you're thinking after the weekend you can tweet your thoughts as well at Clyde SSB let's kick off again with Jerry, who's in Aloha how are you feeling Jerry? couple of days on looking back on a, a big weekend I'm disappointed thanks for taking my call guys Pleasure. disappointed in the in the fact that Celtic have given away a, a 7 point lead uh, the pendulum has not swinging it swung in Rangers' favour massively. I don't think Brendan can change it around. I think uh, Rangers will go on and win the league. In fact, my prediction is Rangers will go on and win the treble. How does that feel to predict, given you maybe thought it was going to be the other way around a few months ago? It's a big call, but you've got to take your hats off to Rangers and the fact that Clement's come in and changed it around. And I don't think for a minute that, that... Brendan can change it around I'm sorry It's too late And People like Callum McGregor uh, and, and players like that uh, Need to stand up And be counted it's, Callum's going through A wee patch That, that when the captain's needed uh, and, and the boys Are not with him Then They get found out Because at the end of the day uh, It's a massive Massive blow To go two points behind I mean Gordon It does feel like On a weekend like that No player's really going to Get anything other than criticism So is Brendan Rodgers So is the board So Or the recruitment staff So Scatter going to be there to a point I know you've Had your concerns About Callum McGregor's mm-hmm. recent form It was alright at the weekend though Was he not? I mean I thought, I thought Is it all just getting lumped together? I thought when I watched him In Paisley against St Man, I thought he's come back to You know Leading the team That You know The fact that the way he plays And controls the middle of the park And everything goes through McGregor I thought he dropped right Off at Gordon now, <clears throat> that's not a big criticism because he's played that many games in football throughout his career. He's going to have ups and downs, but mostly ups because he's a magnificent footballer. Um, that Let's not be kidded with that. But he's such an important part of that team now. You know, he's the experienced guy. He's the captain. He's the leader. Everybody looks up to him now. And I think that he's got a massive role to play now. And I know what Charlie's saying about what do you mean by the scruff in it. I'm talking about in training, I'm talking about in the dressing room before the games, what he says in his huddle, whatever he may do, how he performs, then people can bounce off it because he's that such he's he's got that such an influence in the team for me, especially with the, the new players coming in, knowing what it's like to play with a club the size of Celtic. Um but it Listen, he'll certainly come back to form at some point because he's too good not to. Uh, but right now, I think he'll be a massive player and it's got to start on Sunday from him. I know he's come out uh, speaking to the press, talking about he's, he'll do everything to find the, the solution to the problem. There's no doubt in that because he's Celtic through and through and he's been great for them. But it all starts at the weekend. I feel like, Charlie, any time we have a discussion like this, people are always looking for that one thing that, that's wrong. You know, it's... Brendan Rodgers' tactics are wrong Or it's the board's fault Or it's a certain player's fault Is The the harsh reality for Celtic fans Maybe realising as the days go on There's a little bit wrong possibly in all of these departments That's all adding up I think when you're the leader Either the captain, the manager, the board And you're at Celtic 
that's, that comes with territory. That is part of being being a, a leader in that at, at Celtic, at the club Celtic and Rangers. But I think when Kamarnock played on Saturday, they deliberately never let Callum Greg, McGregor have the ball. So when that happens and when teams do that because he realises that he controls the game and they force it to one side and they allow players to have the ball that they're comfortable with having the ball, like they did on Saturday. Del McInnes came out after the game and said, Celtic had a lot of possession, but the players in possession are the players we wanted to be in possession. In other words, they didn't want Callum McGregor to have the ball. They don't want him having the ball controlling the game, so they force him, they put a man on him. That means other players need to step up. If Callum McGregor's getting marked or getting um, if the ball's getting forced to other players, they need to step up and be counted. And I don't know. If, I don't know how many players in there have got the stature and the leadership skills like Callum does. I think the assumption there would be that it's been left to the centre backs. Then, you'd, without being unfair on them, that's probably yeah. who Derek McInnes means. Yeah, let Liam Scales and, and Stephen Welsh have the ball as a ball playing defender yourself. Does that? Mm. We again the, kind of rephrasing that first question. Who's the responsibility on? Because we get loads of calls here saying so, it's Brendan Rodgers' fault. You know they're not playing fast enough. They're not playing forward. But, but surely if Stephen Welsh or Liam Scales or whoever has the ball, they still have the choice to to try and make something happen, no? Yeah. So as a centre back and your your number your number six, your whole midfielder's getting getting marked, then it's your up your up, it's your responsibility to pass it between the two centre backs and then step forward, and that means that one of the midfielders needs to commit towards you. Otherwise, you just keep moving forward. And once you create that overload in the midfield, and then you can give it to Callum McGregor if his man comes towards you, or if one of the other men come finding Bernardo's uh, Bernard's uh, pass to him or O'Reilly, and I think that's how you create the overload. So it becomes, but you have to do it quick, and it's difficult against Kamarnock. Dell's done a great job there, and they do get tight. The man marking midfield, and they 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 do get tight to Celtic, and their game plan obviously obviously worked well. Do you don't see this? Swinging back the way, Jerry, you genuinely think so, that's it? If you ask Daza and Gord and uh, Charlie there, see results at all for him in that dressing room. The character's got you through some results. I don't think Callum's got enough characters round about, about him to turn it around, mate. I don't think so. Um, I've never heard um, anyone come on saying that about Callum McGregor. Um, I, I definitely agree with the fact that he's not the same level that he's used to being at, but that's such a high bar he's set for himself. Um, look, he's he's won every single thing at Celtic, um, numerous amounts of times, he's played with his country, he's, he's a terrific footballer, he'll come back, uh, but it's not just about Carl McGregor, I think you've got to look at the bigger picture. Mm. They need everybody singing from the same hymn sheet and just now they're not doing that. Well, see, all of a sudden, do Celtic have a bit of a depth issue in midfield? Mm-hmm. right? Because for years we've bang on about multiple players for every position and you can change this guy and you can change that guy. Callum McGregor, Matt O'Reilly and Paolo Bernardo yeah. play all the mm-hmm. time and the only change we've seen is that Bernardo gets sacrificed and Kyogo comes in because mm-hmm. it's you know to accommodate Adam Ida. All of a sudden, and I, I know that this is is always very easy to compare one side to the other, but we've we've done it the other way around so often. In the last, I think, three games, Rangers have played Lundstrom, Cantwell, Diamandi, Lawrence, Jack, and Raskin. All all there. Mm-hmm. One will come in next game. Somebody else comes in, and, and it's all ticking along. But it feels like Celtic's midfield. All of a sudden, David Turnbull was sold mm-hmm. rightly or wrongly. Um, 
Odin Thiago home we, we never really see him Played and scored against Bucky We don't really see him Iwata was injured Come back We don't really see him but yeah. Is there all of a sudden A depth issue there? There is Because I think Atati Carter Vickers Are huge sure. Huge players And you would acknowledge that For sure And if they're fit Then then Bernardo all of a sudden Becomes the backup Which is Fine. a good backup okay, That's fair And that, they're big losses For Celtic Big big I mean massive players For Celtic You go back to the Aberdeen goal When When um, the striker was Miofsky. Miofsky gets placed on the side and he's 1v1 if that's Carter Vickers that is not a goal you know that he's he's he's, he's never been caught out like that so that's three, that's that three uh, two points dropped these players make huge differences in Celtic have been unlucky in that department and because the the, the windows have not been great they've not got that back up right. the big difference you see what I mean me? about the, the emphasis on Callum yeah. McGregor then all of a sudden well I was going to say Gordon if you look at both sides just now the difference for me is quite simple Clement can go and make four or five changes, right? Freshen it up, change the different style of it, you know, put fresh players in there and they're winning games and they're still performing. You couldn't do that with Celtic now. Celtic have got to try and play their strongest team, get their strongest 11 out in the pitch. In that case, that's the three midfield players that you're talking about because Hatati's obviously injured. He'll be, he's been a massive loss and I agree with Carter Vickers. He's been really a huge loss for him at the back. But Celtic cannot rotate that four, five, six changes because without being disrespectful, if you look at the backup just now and the bench for Celtic, there's not a lot on there exciting. Now what about John? Let's thank Jerry for his time and get John involved. John, what's your what's your sort of main gripe at the moment? It's just about the wide players at Celtic. Charlie and uh, Gordon have played for Celtic since the Especially Gordon, he thrives on winger getting by the by the defender, getting to the byline and cutting it back, and it's a tap in for defenders. But Celtic's wide men, they're not doing that. They tend to come in all the time, they kind of lose possession, and then Burnaby's doing overlaps, or Ralston's doing overlaps, or Johnson's doing overlaps, and they get caught out. So to me, it's guys, there's no there's no depth there for the, the white guys. A couple of years back, Brendan was talking about he had a million wingers. He must have about four or five there to do. And none of them can they get to the byline, cut back, and it's a tap-in for either Leeds or Kyogo or either up front. Just think, what do you think on that? Overall, wingers actually annoy me in the modern-day game. I know it's changed and I know that they come in and full-backs, as, as John said, or Gottman put the ball in the box. But I'm a great believer in if you if you're a winger and you've got good pace and a bit of trickery about you and you're faced one and one with a defender, go at him, try and get by him. You know that's what that's tailor made for you. You're delighted with that. I watched uh, Celtic against Hibs and I said it on the show on the Thursday after. Couldn't believe how many times Kuhn was especially one come in for a criticism. Every time he get the ball, he turned back the way. Turned back the way. Never once. Tested the, the fullback. And I'm not just saying that about Celtic wingers. I think sometimes there are uh, other teams with wingers that are a bit negative as well. But Celtic are highlighted because they've got so many wingers. They've spent so much money in wingers. They're there to create. If you're a wide man, as much as it's great to chip in with goals, like Abada, uh, Maeda can do it. They've done it last season and they were terrific. But you're really there to create a lot of chances, stretch defences, get behind and, and take your team up the pitch. I think Celtic just now with their wingers, I've never seen them so negative 
for a long, long time. Is that a personal thing on the wingers, as Gordon says, mm. that you need to take more responsibility, get that ball and go and beat somebody? Or does it also feed into structural? I know Celtic fans are sick of mentioning Ange mm. Postacoglu, I get it. But how many times did they score the same goal? Yeah. Over and over and over again. Don't really see that anymore. Well, you could clearly see that the structure under Ange was the wingers stay on the touchline. They get slipped in between, the ball gets slipped in between the opposition centre back and full back, and they cut it back or smash it across for um, for the striker, Kyogo, and the winger coming in at the back post. And that's a clear thing that they're told to do. Now, whether they are now or whether they're not, I don't know, but it's clearly the winger's responsibility if they're not to go and create. I mean, that's they know they're on the mm. pitch to go and do that. I can't comment. I don't know what they're getting told to do. I don't. I don't know what what, sure. what the plan is with them, but I just know that they're, they're different to the likes of what Brendan Rodgers had before when he was first here. When he had um, Scott Sinclair, who comes inside and plays plays in the opposite wide and uh, opposite wing, and comes in inverted in the, his right foot. I think Jota would have been a big player for Brendan Rodgers. He, he strikes me as the type of player that Brendan Rodgers would have liked. So it's just it's, it's probably not been good enough for Celtic wingers. I mean, they, they, whatever whatever the manager's asking them to do, they, they must not be doing it. They're not doing it the way they done it last year as well. James Forrest hasn't had much as a, ch- a chance this year as well. Somebody that that done really well in Brendan Rodgers' first spell. I don't know what's what's happening there, but because I mean, in theory, then loosely, Luis Palma does want to come in off mm-hmm. that side. Is is he supposed to be in the Scott Sinclair mould? And if he's just not as good at, if he's just not mm-hmm. as good as him. Mm-hmm. Again, maybe back to recruitment or I th- and he's probably potentially the because when Scott Sinclair came to Celtic, he was proven, wasn't he? He was proven at a certain level, yeah. played in the Premier League. Brendan Rodgers knew exactly what he was getting from him, whereas Lewis Palma and Kuhn and, and these type of players, again, are are are, are risks. Mm. Uh, John, the previous caller says the pendulum's got away from you and it's not coming back. Have you got a bit more faith, or how do you feel? There's twelve games to go in there. <clears throat> Is, uh, all the managers will say, come on, and Rodgers say a long way to go, a lot, a lot of points to play for. But, well, obviously Rangers have got a wee, they've got their noses in front, uh, they've not been there for a wee while. So, there are guys that like you mentioned there, that, that the five midfield players coming in for Rangers, obviously they're on a wee high, they're going to play better a wee bit. But it's, it's up to, it's up to selfish players to, to better let's get it. Get a finger out the backside, and I was at the game on Saturday, and there was a wee boy sitting beside me. He was five or six years of age, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs, "Go forward, go forward!" Uh, a five or a six-year-old boy can see that. Surely, the manager and the coaching staff can do that as well. But Charlie and and Gordon will know yourself. You can work in formations and do this and do that on a training pitch. See, as soon as you go on the you go on the pitch over the white line. I like these scenarios that you work on in training. They don't they don't turn up in the games. Guys will pop up four and five positions if they shouldn't be in this that and the whole thing gets kind of disjointed. So it's kind of hard, but you've got as many games as what Rangers have got. So all they have to do is just keep on playing and right. hopefully they get their noses in front. Good of man, you. thank you very much to John. Let me tell you about this before we go on. Clyde one. A double rollover, you like the sounds of that? Yeah. Gordon DL, the latest call went to five rings unanswered, which means you could be the winner of £136,000. But you do need to be in the draw. Text yes to 61025. Text are £2. 
plus your standard network rate. You can enter at Clyde1.com for £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate. It's over 18s only. Entries since Alpa 1 on Friday have rolled over and all the rules for this network competition are online. If you get the call after 3pm tomorrow, answer within five rings, say make me a winner straight away and that's how you win the £136,000. Text yes to 61025. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Charlie McGrew and Gordon DL are here, 0141-951-1025. Let's hear a bit from Rangers captain James Tavernier. Rangers may be top of the league, but he's warning against any complacency. Yeah, there's always pressure, no matter what, if it's the first game of the season, you know, if you're halfway through to the season. But I think I said at Aberdeen away that, you know, there's plenty of games to play and there still is plenty of games to play. We've just got to fully focus on ourselves. Um, we've got great momentum at the minute and, you know, everyone in the team's chipping in uh, with the performances. What people don't see in the training ground, we're all pushing each other and everyone's asking to to be in the starting eleven. And anybody who's asked to come on the pitch is, you know, putting in a real good performance. So it's... It's a headache for the for the gaffer to, to select the eleven, but anyone who selects, you know, uh, are doing the job for the team, and that's the main thing. Um, you know, as, a, as the gaffer said, it's a story together. We're all creating a story together, and we need everybody to to chip in until the end of the season. You know, it starts you know every day of training, really pushing our standards, and you know that's the place where we're in. But you know, there's no place for com- uh, being complacent, and we've just got to continue to push ourselves to be better. Jay John, sorry, I thought it was James. John is on the line as a Rangers fan. John, what's what's next? Is it about that sort of guarding against complacency, that sort of thing? Yeah, good evening, guys. I absolutely totally I said that to the producer there. We're in a good place at the moment. Good, good strength and squad. We all seem to be firing. Everybody seems hungry when they're getting a chance to come on. And we've got the fans, more importantly, fully behind us, not the, uh, the other side of the city where. We're obviously getting absolutely slaughtered. What point did you think this was on, John, to even get to this point? Because you remember it wasn't only a couple of months ago, you know, roles reversed. It was all your Rangers fans on and that's where the atmosphere was toxic and that's where it was all a bit negative. It's come together quite quickly, it feels. To be honest, I've been on a few times regarding where we were um, earlier on in the season. And I wasn't. I made that clear. I wasn't on to uh, slaughter my team, but yeah, things have moved massively. We've obviously got a class act as a manager, and seems to be get, gaining uh, all the respect, and that is clearly shown on the park. So, as I say, we're, uh, if I was to speak to you last year, saying we'd be two points ahead at this point, I would have said no. But um, it's absolutely a massive uh, turnaround, and that's got to be done to uh, the manager coming in, getting the best out of the guys. Is that the key for you, Gordon? Because we bang on about recruitment quite a lot, which is still clearly a part of it because he's signed three players who've come mm-hmm. in and, and made an impact. But the transformation or the improvement in some of the guys that were already there and not, not playing well? I think that's his biggest achievement, Gordon. Um, you know, Rangers fans, when it was Michael Beale, were phoning up here every single night, you know, wanting... X, Y and Z removed from the squad The team weren't good enough Shouldn't have been signed You know, there was troubles sometimes At Ibrox That's new managers come in Started afresh Got a belief in a lot of players Got them working Changing the team as well His signings in January Seems to have been very, very positive um, So 
if you're a Rangers fan just now or concerned with Rangers, you're in a very good place. But you've got two really important games coming up. You're now, you know, you're the hunted now. You used to, you're used to being in that position where you're always looking to catch Celtic. You're now looking to go away from Celtic, and we know Celtic. Look, without a shadow of doubt, I've got quality players. They're a quality side. Yes, there's a wee blip going on just now. How quickly they can get out of that, I think they're supporting to do it at the weekend. But Rangers have got two big games for me coming up: Hearts at home, and then they go to Kelly mm-hmm. on the Wednesday night. And if they can get through them, I think they're going to put a lot of pressure on Celtic. Is that something you actually feel involved or is that for folk like us who say, ah, the pressure's different when you're at the top versus when you're chasing? Do you guys just want to win every game anyway? So the the, the do, pressure at Celtic Rangers is just every week. So it doesn't really change then? No, no. You, you know that um, it's a better feeling to be at the top because you know that if Rangers know if they can win on Saturday, they go five points clear. And it's a, a bigger pressure on Celtic, and then for Celtic to come out on, on Sunday, the pressure's there, and it's, you need to win the game to stay in touch. It's not to take over or extend yeah. your lead. So it is a, a, a bit of a bigger pressure to, to chase. It's easier to be in front. Um, but no, Rangers are, are showing some some great great. Resi- they need to keep the, keep it going. They're showing resilience. They're showing that like they've got confidence within the team. They show the manager's obviously clearly a, a good, really good man manager. He's, he's Got all the players playing well. He's got them um, without being exciting and brilliant football. They're, they're getting results. There's a belief there that they can get get results. And uh, yeah, it's definitely a title race on Celtic. Celtic may uh, pick up points and, and keep 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 with them because see how far it goes. How confident are you, John? We've had over all sorts. Think with the Rangers fan last night. Very sure of the the treble. I know some of you will be like scarred by years of. Of recent disappointments, how far would you go? How confident are you? Well, I'm very confident, but I'd like to say a big thanks to Jerry, the Celtic supporter who was on there, because he said we're going to do the treble this year. So I hope we do. I can maybe get his number and give him a glass of champagne. That would be even better. Mm. But but regarding um, you know, and yeah, if we can take care of Hearts and Kilmarnock, I think it boils down to if we can beat Celtic. Um, go five points I think that would be the factor If we could get through that And beat Celtic And go five points I would say that the champion 56 Will be coming back to Ibrox Speaking of where Rangers have been To to where they're going I don't mean to rub salt in the wounds I'm sure he's had a tough couple of days Losing his job Michael Beale Have you seen mm. the latest? What's he done On now? Twitter today? No. you not seen this? No You'll absolutely love it I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely I'm so happy that you've Is not seen like this And I can break the news to you No He's been caught with a No not like that uh, I know I know. sentences like that start very differently for you uh, He's been caught with a, a burner Twitter account so he's You're got a, joking No, so there was a Twitter account called Player ID, right? Mm-hmm. And it's now been revealed that that was, that was Michael Beale And this Twitter account has been posting like pro-Michael Beale stuff No Have you genuinely not seen You're it? You're joking No, for, so over the How last How do you prove that? Because, so over the last couple of days it's been Tweeting things like, you know, how it would be crazy to sack Michael Beale and it's <laughs> like gave him a big payoff. And it's been um <laughs> and it even it even goes back to Rangers player ID tweeted, you know, oh, what you know, basically how it shows how relentless the form was, uh, you know, up against Ange Postacoglu, that sort of thing. Um tweeting like tactical Screenshots to show that the football that was that was being played, but somebody incredible detective work has gone all the way back right to 2017, 
And somebody has tweeted saying Give Michael Beale's new business Player ID a follow And check out the website You'll not regret it But this Player ID has since <laughs> Been oh tweeting Pro Michael Beale messages Is that 100%? He just needs to just Take a bit of time out of the game and just... Nah, I like that. Regroup. What do you mean you oh, like it? Oh, I like that. Bum yourself up. <laughs> 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 no, listen, if nobody in this world's got to bum you up, get out there and put yourself out to be <laughs> and, 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 pl- <laughs> and the usual Where's sign... Where's he finding the time to do that? The usual <laughs> sign of... Well, he's not got a job. <laughs> the usual <laughs> sign of guilt women. is um, player ID has now been deleted. So, you know, he's panicked and... Uh, I, 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 see, I wouldn't have panicked. Panic. I'd have held Just doubled down. Double down. I, I would have Do been... You know what it reminds me of? Great. Remember, remember, we found your Twitter account, oh. right? So he's denied for years that he ever had Twitter, right? But he used... I, I had a funny feeling because he'd come in and go, oh, I saw so, such and such happened and I, saw, and I thought, that's, on, that's only on Twitter. How does he know if he doesn't have it? So we found his Twitter account and it followed one person. To give a guess. One Twitter account only. And I'm thinking... Have a guess. Wraith Rovers or... Sky Sports or Radio Clyde. Mate. Mark Wilson. Katie Price. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing well, I like Peter Andrews. Don't music, ask yeah. him why. Whatever you do. <laughs> so that was She brilliant. followed me back. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a, that was our, our own detective work. So well done to whoever uncovered Michael Beale's <sighs> burner account. And on that note, let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football. Right, let's see. Oh, it's a landmark tonight. Apparently, the pundits are going for their 100th win of the season. Oh, I want to play. On Beat the Pundit. I want to play. Could just be a big in one. Case. 01419511025. Lines close at seven. Tackle the headlines. 0141951 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Charlie McGrew is here So is Gordon DL And they're both waiting for you to get in touch I tell you what, it must have been a big weekend Because we've gone wall to wall on the title race Last night, more of the same tonight If you want to keep your thoughts coming That's what we're here for 01419511025 But let's play this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the football. Tell you what, talk about bad form, talk about momentum swings, talking about the season getting away from you. You have lost four out of your last five beat the pundits. Mm. That is relegation that. form. That's rubbish. Yes, you have. I've got the spreadsheet here. I've lost my last two. Before that, is I, that is that better? Is it? Yeah. Before, it's four, before it's four that, out the I'd, last five, I'd won my I'd won my original three. Nope. Uh, I think you. I've got the record here. Mm, you're down mm. at a fifty-five percent win rate. Who's below me? Not many people. It's not even on the show. Not many. Charlie's below you, but, oh, he's, but, only he's, once. but he's only played three times. Right. Okay. I did have a bad because I'm the wrong seat, but. You, you know what like I'm, I need my comforts Tell you what Now that you two are back together Maybe a weekly update How's the gout? My Is foot, it better? My, my foot Yeah I played golf yesterday But I took Is the buggy Brilliant Good so nice. the, the home remedies Happy we got that, The home remedies we got From the listeners of Yeah I'll be, I'll be Travelling down to Doncaster With this man next week <laughs> They're not that Frig. desperate That's oh, all He crosses it Bang Right, okay. Anyway, Richards and Cumbernauld. How's <laughs> it going? Because that's where the Doncaster manager had family, you were telling me, in Cumbernauld. <laughs> Cumberland Old, I said he did. You were telling me that story. Uh, Richard, how's it going? Not bad, John. How's yourself? Not bad, not bad. Have you ever played before? Yeah, no. Now, you're a Celtic fan, Richard. Is this about trying to get some joy back from football after a tough weekend? Yeah, 
Charlie Mulgrew. Sign Charlie Mulgrew ball, I'll cheer you up, I'm sure. Heads, it will be Gordon Tails. It will be Charlie Mulgrew. And it is his tails. Get in. He's got a 33% win rate, Richard. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Let's give Charlie some greatest hits radio to listen to so he can't hear us. We'll put 30 seconds on the clock, Richard. It's pretty straightforward, as I'm sure you know. Just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? No problem. You're a good man, Richard, and your time starts now. What club was Callum McGregor sent out on loan to early in his Celtic career? No, Which manager took over at Motherwell after Stephen Robinson? Hey, Graham Alexander. Who's the only other Scottish club that Rangers John McLaughlin has played for? Oh, fast. Who was the last Scottish manager to win the English Premier League? Who is the current Partick Thistle captain? Brian Graham. Which St Mirren players played for Hamilton, Hibbs, and Cyprus? Okay, let's bring back Charlie Mulgrew. Can you hear us? Can hear you now, yeah. Good, same set of questions to you. You ready? Come on, yeah. okay, 30 seconds 100. on the clock and your time starts now. <clears throat> what club was Callum McGregor sent on loan Not to? Uh, oh, which manager took over at Motherwell after Stephen Robinson? Pass. Who's the only other Scottish club that Rangers John McLaughlin has played for? Hibs. Who was the last Scottish manager to win the English Premier League? Pass. Who's the current Partick Thistle captain? Brian Graham. Which St Mirren players played for Hamilton, Hibs and Cyprus? Pass. Since 2000, <laughs> only two players have scored You're more goals for me. I've started it so we can He's put me off. He always honestly, does. I know, he's a nightmare. I've honestly. started the question since 2000, only two play. Well, you let him hear the it's question. He's trying to die for me to lose. Since 2000, only two players have scored more goals for Rangers than James Tavernier. Name any one of them. Since 2000 only Two players have scored more goals Than James Tavernier The night mate Morelos Right okay Richard have you done enough? Uh, Possibly I'm not sure I do think we need I'd have got that if he wasn't laughing (laughs) Gogic is the answer for the other one Mark Wilson's used to it right But I do I do think for everybody else They should get like Points added on for having to play next to you. Why? Uh, you're just an absolute pest. It's just he has been. I know he's so nervous. But you're like staring right at him six inches oh, away he's from so his nervous. face. I love that. Notch <laughs> County, you both got it. Well done. Graham Alexander Tanda. took over Stephen Robinson. Richard got it. I'm worried oh. about you here, Charlie. The only Scottish club John McLaughlin has played for oh, Pat, is Hearts. I thought you were going to get sure that. Fergie's the man, man you want. Sure. It is Sir Alex Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> I was gone by that point, didn't even hear that question. <laughs> it's only the third question. <laughs> didn't even hear it. Uh, I think, do you know what? See what the, was that question? Who was the last Scottish manager to win the English Premier League? I heard English Premier League in Scottish. I didn't know what was even said because he was staring straight at me laughing. <laughs> see, Charlie, I'm getting to know you just more and more. I'm feeling like concentration span is an issue. Big issue for on, me. on these things Always been an issue <laughs> I'm getting that 3-1 uh, to Richard Brian Graham You got it You rallied But Richard got it as well Richard got Alex Gogic And you never Oh would I get that as well He was staring at me again <laughs> It's his pal That's why They go to the school, school? gates together. Yeah. Do you know what happened As soon as you asked me that For the last question He was like Nah if you never get right So I'm like Oh what if I don't get right <laughs> nah. And since two, I'll tell you what The passing worked though Because you got one more question in Since 2000 the players who've scored more than Tavernier are Chris Boyd and Alfredo Morelos, but it was not enough. Oh, <laughs> and it's now a 25% win rate yes. for Charlie Mulgrew. <laughs> well done, Richard. Thank you.
Well done. I told you that would cheer you up, Richard. <laughs> Definitely. Well done. You're a good man. Thanks again. Yeah, there we are. So the the hundredth win, name, the hundredth win shocked. for the pundits will have to wait, <laughs> and he never misses a beat. This guy, you don't think it's just the pundits in here that give you stick? Kenny Miller's been straight on. Uh, he says that was like you at the six asides today. Pass, 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 pass. <laughs> <laughs> Did you lose at the sixes today as well? We lost no. by one. <laughs> and we got. I never heard the shout. You? It was it was quite tight at the end. So mm-hmm. somebody shouted right. We were behind by one, maybe. And he says, right, you score scored two, two and they scored one. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear that shout. Mm. So we scored, and I thought, we can score again and win this before the time's up. So I'm telling everybody to high press, get up against them. <laughs> high press. Six <laughs> or six. <laughs> because you know what Get to the byline, put so, some balls on. Getting everybody up, I get, they throw it into somebody, 1v1, and Kenny gets it and scores a winner. So. I'm starting to notice a bit of a theme here, though, that yeah. most of your issues come from you no listening. Yeah. Not... It must have been, he must have whispered it because. <laughs> Did God whisper the questions tonight? <laughs> no, you were still at me just. So Kenny Miller was in the opposition team. In the other That's two in a row. Two in a row. Other ex pros are to blame for this. James McFadden also played in that on, team. On that team? Yeah. Nah, that's hard to call that's decent. That. Aye, they played decent. well. And which ex pros are getting the blame on your team? Um, me and Billy Dodds. Mm, right, well. Dodgy. Dodgy, aye. He's a good goal getter. He scored a few nice goals, aye. Scored a few nice goals. Bad day for Charlie that losing at the six sides, losing on beat the pundit. That's not what mm. more can we do? Be nice to him between now and eight o'clock if you can. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Listen, he's had his big victory for Doncaster. What was yeah. it? City? City. Doncaster City, aye. I think 800 what, I, capacity. I think producer John, I think, thought it was like the Doncaster, like mm-hmm. Rovers, because he texted saying. How's how Charlie on the show if he's signed for Doncaster? I've had loads of that. that. I've had loads of people saying, Don- mm-hmm. I heard, congratulations on Doncaster Rovers, Matt, new manager. <laughs> Doncaster Rovers, how did that come about? Are you moving down there? I've had loads of that. What colour strip did we? Light blue. It's a very, you'd like it, it's Man City blue. Is it? It's mm. nice, nice. Nice strip. Oh, they the had same to bring his own socks. Oh, <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, he might be a different. Shady blue. No, yeah. no, it's all. They don't have towels, they don't have slips, they don't have anything. Hold on, hold on a minute. Towels is a, is a lot more to expect than matching strips. <laughs> By the way, I, I had a nightmare this morning. The, the day I've just found out that if you walk out a certain gym and you're stealing a towel, it bleeps. Did you know that? No, it doesn't. I mean, I wouldn't know because I've never tried, obviously. Only yeah, you would yeah, try that. Yeah, it does. The towel bleeps. Yes, it does. I'm not buying that. It not does. for a second. It does. Honestly. No chance. Tell me you're, there's no way you're buying Mate, that. No. I'm telling you now, there's a tag on it. When you walk out, beep, 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 beep. No way. Excuse me, sir. Use that. Uh, could you so you got caught back? stealing a complimentary I, No, I towel. didn't, but there was another, what I would call, comment, uh, comment, commentator, not commentator. Media man. Media man. Right. With me at the time, and he got his bag searched. No me. chance. A hundred percent. I used to share a room I'll, with Fred Eastwood at Wolves, and mm-hmm. he he used to um, open the door as we were leaving, and he would let me go first, and I think, why don't he just go to the door and I'll come behind him? And I thought, then I looked back round and he was scooping into the bathroom and putting all the towels in his bag to, to leave with the towels. <laughs> what? Brilliant, innit? Did they no beep? Just never beep. No, I just, just loved towels. Did you have the soap and all that? <laughs> I had the shower gel, he had the towels. I'm sorry, I, I, this sounds like a, a DL myth. Those mass produced, they've got hundreds of these towels that they dish out. You say they beep if you try and take them out. You try it. And right, if you try I'm and get the tag after and the towel the way, goes all ink. But what, what tag? It doesn't have a tag. Uh, there's something at the bottom of the towel. I'm going right? to inspect this towel. Uh, and I'll tell you, the, I was so lucky because I had two in my bag. He walked out first. It was like walking out of the, the supermarket and the, 
the first person that walks out and it beeps, they're gone. So, right, if the general manager have said Jim is listening, as I know he does, just give me a. Sh- I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm telling you now. I mean, I don't want to encourage people to do it. Obviously, I no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, taking, I'm taking the four back. I feel uh, guilty. <laughs> um, so, Crags, if you're listening. Right, anyway, let's uh, <laughs> just throw him under the bus. It's going to beep when you walk back in now. <laughs> let's hear from Callum McGregor. We heard from the Rangers captain. Let's hear from Celtics about how quickly they need to find some solutions. We've been in this position too many times this year, so now we have 12 games to solve it, but we have to find a way to, to communicate and make the players aware that when they go on the pitch, then there's a certain standard that's that's uh, required. Everything looks good, and then all of a sudden you turn up and something happens at the blue that you think, where did that come from? So that's telling me there's something there's something missing, and and and, and I'll find the answer to that. I'm I'm quite sure of it. I will I will leave nothing unturned to I find the answer to that question. I've been there many many times where you're in a difficult spell and one result just changes everything, changes the mentality, and it, and it changes the feel of it. So like I say, we we have 12 games to to turn that, and I've got no doubt that if we do turn that, we can go on and have a successful season. He will find the answer, says Callum McGregor. Kevin's a Celtic fan. How are you, Kevin? Hi, hi, Gordon. You alright? I no bad. Just um, first time caller. All right. What made you uh, call tonight? Well, last week, um, my my fiance Karen phoned up Fisco Bright. That's right. On Valentine's night. Uh, Valentine's How night. How did it go? It went good. It went good. Really good. I I got my food installed. Oh, no, did you? No, oh. did you? <laughs> How was that? Oh, I was really worried there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm still a bit worried, oh, yeah. but at least they said pudding. Um, so it was a successful night all round, Kevin, was it? Yes, I. Because Cam thought Rangers just went top of the league, even mm-hmm. though it was joint top of the league at that point. Right. So this is what oh, we are talking about football here. Uh-huh. Mm. Ah, right, right. We're back on the football, right? But it was a bad weekend, though. You didn't get any pudding oh. at the weekend. <laughs> well, I got even more pudding because of it. It's not great. It's really not. I mean, I don't, talk to me about Celtics wingers or something, will you, Kevin? Just, <laughs> no bother. No bother. Um, you know, no. the way that Kyogo's dropping into the. No, never mind, actually. Um, what, right, tell me, what's happening with the title race? A title race, I would say that the now, the midfield battle was getting lost at the Celtic. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. The midfield battle's getting lost. Um, I, I you might be right. I, yeah, wait. I think <coughs> it's the bigger picture. You look at yeah, people are criticising the wingers. People are criticising the formation. People are criticising the defenders. You look at Burnaby come in for a lot of criticism. Uh, I've got to say, not just him. Is other defenders should have probably done a lot better at Kilmarnock's goal, but. Once again, I keep saying sometimes Commander got overlooked. It was a well-worked goal, good header, Watson back post. But from a Celtic point of view, you'd be really disappointed in that. So for me, it's a full picture going. The midfield are, is highlighted because of, if you look at Celtic, that's probably the strongest team in there, isn't it? You know, O'Reilly's on his forms, brilliant. McGregor's a captain, the leader, terrific footballer. Bernardo... He's sort of a he's a mixed bag now, but when Hatati's in there as well, it's really strong. It's dominant. They're terrific footballers. They create chances. So I look at the full picture just now, and I think that you could maybe pick, you know, criticisms at most areas. That's what I, was say, just now. I mean, in the space of a couple of calls, you will go from 
Either Right Alistair Johnson and Greg Taylor Aren't as good as they were last season Oh and they're injured So we're now relying on the backup Scales and Welsh aren't as good as Carter Vickers The midfield's getting it The wingers were getting it in the previous call And Kyogo's not the same man that he was So yeah. is, it, is it all that bad? I think it's all connected Like Gordon says It's all all connected You attack as a team You defend as a team You have possession as a team Everything has a knock-on effect If the midfield are getting marked and can't get on the ball because Kamalik are, are pressing them in that way and allowing the centre backs to have it or the full backs to have it because that's what they've that's the way they've set up the team. And it's up to the full backs to step up and create that overload to allow the midfield to have the ball. And then when you don't have the ball, you defend as a team, you press high up. If somebody's a minute off a, a, a second off the press or a couple of seconds off the press, then that can knock onto the midfield. If the strikers aren't pressing properly, the midfields are, are, are too high. It's all a knock-on effect. I don't think you can just say it's a midfield, in my opinion. I think it's... it's a, so is that why then, whether this is the reason or not, is that why... That's not going to look good for Brendan Rodgers if everybody's saying that every department of the team isn't functioning well. I think me at Celtic Rangers, every, everybody has their own opinion on games and everybody sees games completely different. So whatever, I mean, Kevin's in seeing the midfield, people are saying wingers, people are saying defence. The bottom line is if you're no winning games, you're no dominating games, you're no score. The reality is... Bernardo had a chance to make it 2-0 They would have won 2-0 And then nobody's really then talking about The midfield, the defence Or this, it's another victory And you move mm. on to the next one So I think I think uh, performances are, are big And results can then help um, Results can, Performances are the, are the main thing You want performances And results come along with that And if you've got them Then nobody's talking about midfield, defence Whatever, it's just as long as you're winning games And, and getting performances And the irony being Joe Hart's not getting criticised anymore. He's right. actually had some good saves I was just in going the last to... few games, whilst everybody else is is faltering yeah, round about him. I was just going to pick that point up, Gordon. I think that Joe Hart has um, had a good spell mm. just now, and it's because he's been called into question. Kevin, how bad is it overall? Who's going to be celebrating at the end of the season? You or Karen? I, I still think it'll be Celtic will be celebrating. I still think that we're the strongest team. Fair enough. Um, I do think we're still strong. Um, we just need to get stop working the pedestrian football. We need to get faster back to the same way, getting in behind and passing it into Kyogo. Mm-hmm. Using his strengths. Yep, we have seen that a bit of a theme in that. Thank you, Kevin. Pass our regards on to Karen. Hope you two have a lovely evening. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five and we will get more of your calls after I tell you about this. Clyde One Live Celebrating the first fifty years. That's right, it's part of our 50th celebrations We're going to take over the Ovo Hydro On Friday the 31st of May And we want you to be there We've got some huge names joining us As we celebrate all things Clyde One And we're going to announce our first artist tomorrow On Bowie at Breakfast Just after 8am However, if you want to secure your place Before the tickets sell out Head to Clyde1.com And of course hear that first big announcement Tomorrow on Bowie at Breakfast Just after 8 Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Gordon DL and Charlie Mulgrew are here It's still very busy on those phones I can see Glenn and Ian getting ready to speak to us Let me line up this question first The full-time teaser with Universal Interiors East Kilbride Where their goal is a better wardrobe Slat wall, home office or media unit Okay, I like the look of this question As always, if you think there's a problem with it You blame Steve in Livingston Because he sent it in Very little to do with me Uh, That's the beauty of the full-time teaser You send the questions And we see if the pundits can come up with the answers So, can you name eight sets of brothers? 
who've got the most Scottish top flight appearances since the year 2000. McGinn. So, okay, straight in. Doesn't even need to hear the question again this time. Can you name the eight sets of brothers who've appeared most often in the top flight since 2000? McGinn, because there's a third, there's a third brother as yeah. well, which boosts Forest. their numbers. Over a thousand for those three. Which forest? The forests are in there, yeah. Um, there was twins at Hamilton. Devlin. I can't remember their name. Pa- 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 begins with a P. The Pai Chow or whatever. Yeah. Or not. Um, Kelly's. First names? Liam, Liam and, and Sean. Yeah. Yes, they're in there as well. Okay, we'll leave it. We'll get the rest between now and the end of the show. Hopefully, if you like the sound of that, you like the idea, you think you could come up with a question, it's full time at Clyde1.com on the email. And thanks again to Universal Interiors and East Kilbride for looking after us on the question. We're going to speak to Ian in a second, but Glenn was just through in front of him. Glenn, how are you? Hello, panel. How are you doing? Good. Thanks, you? Man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. What are you thinking tonight? I don't know if you remember me. I'm the one that made the bet right at the start of the season for the cash for kids. That rings a bell, I think. Yep. What was the bet again? £100. Oh, cool. please gamble responsibly, mm. all for a good cause, of course. So, what? But on I, on I, Rangers, I, was it? I said right at the start of the season, if Rangers don't win the league, I'll donate five hundred pounds for cash for kids. Wow. Were you worried at any point between then and now? No, I was going to donate it either way. Oh, you're a very generous man, but in a footballing sense, did you think your your bet wasn't going to come through? To be honest, yes, yes, I did, but. As you're getting all the Celtic fans here, we're flinging the league away, we're doing this, we're doing that. But they need to take into account, Rangers are winning their games. Yeah, of course, Gordon. I mean, the, fact, the facts are, you, for there to be a swing, you, need, yeah. a couple, you need a couple of things to happen. Um, if Celtic had kept winning all their games at the same rate as Rangers, Celtic would still be top. So there's an element of Celtic have done... You know, they've performed poorly, but of course that only... You only get made pay for that if Rangers keep up their side of the bargain. So, yeah, and they're certainly doing that. Momentum—that big word that everybody's using just now. Rangers have got abundance of it. Um, they're playing with confidence. They're winning games away from home. They don't concede a lot of goals, Gordon. Uh, I think defensively, especially away from home, they look really, really strong. Um, the new managers get a tune out of the players that Michael Beale couldn't. Uh, he's added in January, and, and what he's added looks positive for me I think they're good additions to the squad I think they'll make them better um, but I wouldn't get carried away as much <laughs> what's as happened to your voice I know my, my voice went <laughs> I, cough. I, 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 I wouldn't get carried away because uh, look Celtic are going through a little blip just now but they've got quality players they've got players taken back I listened to Callum McGregor there saying look it needs that one result to bring everything back I think this will be a very tight challenge, mm-hmm. title challenge. But if I was sitting just now, I'd rather be sitting in Rangers shoes than Celtic. Yeah, I think that's now sort of obvious, isn't it, that they've played the same amount of games. Charlie, to maybe stick up for fellow defenders everywhere, did you always feel that having this, the solid defensive record was a good indicator of who was going to you know, come out on top? And looking at Rangers' goals against, it's, it's 13 and 26, you know, mm-hmm. you know, every other game sort of thing. Um that is that's quite impressive, isn't it? Does it look like that's the one area yeah. that maybe flies under the radar? Any level of football, you need to keep, keep clean sheets. People that win championships and trophies always have a good defensive record because uh, teams sitting against Celtic and Rangers and they they block it and it's it's hard to score goals, change games. So you know, 
if your defence are keeping clean sheets, the confidence runs right through the team, and you know you can score one goal in one games. Um, so then is that t- specifically the weekend? That's exactly what's missing for Celtic then, mm-hmm. because you know on another day just just go, just go nick that one nil. Fine, yeah. you're not at your best, but go nick it one nil. And it's little things that go unnoticed. I mean, the last minute, even though you don't have a good performance, um, Bernabe at the back post is. Has got to do better. He's got to clear that ball, even if he gets a flick on it. Nobody even remembers that being a chance. Um, the fact he's, he's he's soft at the back post to get a header in the score, and these wee things make a difference. Is that like as a former defender, as a former Celtic defender, is that a really painful goal to watch that one? Even yeah, though, right from the start. That is, I. It's a it's a it's a bad goal to lose at the back post like that. You need to deal with the ball. You need you need. To, as I say, if, if it gets defended, people don't even talk about how good a defending it is. It's just a normal bit of defending that needs to get done. And I think whenever I played and we had our, our best runs when I was in the team, I think we had 17 games in a row where we, we had clean sheets. So it was like, or, or we had runs of games where there was clean sheets or one goal conceded and you just knew that there was a solid base there to work from. But as I said, it's connected right through the team. It's not just the back four. Small things like that, but a defensive, uh, but a defensive work for Bernabe needs to be dealt with. But the full team for, for back to front needs to defend as a team, and it's as I say, it's all connected. The front players need to defend for the front, need to press as a team, and you need to, you need to uh, attack as a team. I mean, Glenn, it's easy because it's obvious when the manager comes in, that's when the, the turnaround starts. So he's clearly to getting a lot of credit yeah, for it. Is there anyone in particular that's really impressed you in terms of how they've improved players wise? To be honest, Lumstrom, he's been playing a little better. I can't, I can't disagree. I can't disagree with that. I thought he had a dip under Bale. He was coming in for a bit of criticism. The new managers, you know, uh, got him back into good form. I think he's playing very well for Rangers. I think he's an important player for them. Uh, he just sits there and, you know, he reads the game very well. He keeps everything going. He's obviously got a goal in him as well. He can score goals, but uh, I think he's been. You know, you look at. I think someone asked a question the other day there about. How many players has Brendan Rodgers improved since he came back to Celtic Park compared to how many players has the Rangers manager Clement improved since he came in? And I think Lundstrom comes into that category. I think he's been different class since the new manager came in. So, Glenn, you think your bet's on? Uh, either way, I win my bet, I win it. I lose it, I lose it. The money's still going to take us for kids. There you are. You're a generous man. The children of Glasgow in the West will thank you greatly. Glenn from Cumbernauld on the line. Uh, very quickly on the teaser, any more brothers that you can mm. think of? Mixed days? Nope, not since 2000, so that would rule them out, the time frame. Shinny? Andrew and your pal Graham, yes, yeah. well done. Over 460 between them. Okay, we can get more where they came from. Let's bring in Ian, who's an Aberdeen fan. How are you, Ian? Yes, hi, this is my first time um, calling you. Good I uh, give you a break from <laughs> Rangers and <laughs> Celtic conversations. I'm all uh, for it, Ian. What made you call tonight then? <laughs> um, it was actually the beginning of, of your program uh, when you're when we obviously sorry you go back to the VAR discussion. Um, there's a, a, a couple points here. Um, uh, it's sucking the life out of me. Basically, is that I, I, I believe both. You know the. Uh, the, the the Tyson punch <laughs> that Marshall gave Mioski was which should have gone a penalty and of course it was dead off obvious the Devlin one um, just because of the speed really with the you know um, with the with the Hibs goalkeeper 
which is my, my first point. But my second point really is, you know, I live in Paisley and I'm season ticket holder, so I, I spend a lot of hours going to all the home games and all the away games. And what I've noticed in Pataudry, especially Pataudry since since this far far has come out, it's it's um, what's happened to the atmosphere. I mean, it, Hibs when Hibs came up, they they always bring a good crowd to Pataudry. You know, you've got your ultras there. Um, with our with our two drums and you know I sent RDS so I'm just around the corner from them and uh, I mean they need to change the record with old um, we know we're sheep hugging shepherds <laughs> oh. we, <laughs> we know wow sheep, hug, uh, sheep hugging you've been practicing that <laughs> and um, yeah are we are we uh, you know we sing it back at them when we're winning we're like yeah you know but they they bought a great crowd and you know with the mother well during during the week they they bought a decent crowd as well and because there were six goals at the motherwell game there was four goals during hibs what a fantastic atmosphere it could have been because as soon as i think pretty much if i remember it was every single goal bar one um was put down to a VAR decision, and mm-hmm. and from that it just silenced the, the stadium, and you know I've, I've I've been going to Aberdeen for forty five years, and I've never seen it like this before, and it's never going to change now. I, I really think we need to speed up the decisions, it's, it's speed up the decisions, and and don't do silly VAR mistakes like that, you know. But I cannot see the the atmosphere coming back to the way it used to be, and I miss that. Yeah, two good points. I think sort of the bigger picture of whether VAR is doing good or bad to the game, but specifically on the incident. So let's do that first because there's the reason this has come up today. Scottish FA have apologised uh, to Hibs for one of the incidents that Ian speaks of. It was the handball by. Nicky Devlin, I think most people thought it was a, a penalty, mm. clearly. And the Scottish Sheffield have said, yep, fair enough, probably should have been um, recommended for a, a VAR review, which didn't happen. So they've apologised there. But Ian's making the point, well, he thinks Aberdeen should have got a penalty for what Ian called a Mike Tyson punch from David Marshall on Bojan Miofsky. I think both teams got away with one, um, 100%. The Aberdeen one, I, I'm looking at, I watched it a few times, and I'm looking at the referee's positioning. And I'm thinking, what does he see there? Because everybody in the ground, everybody watching that on TV knows that's a handball. Even the player must have thought, how did I get away with that one? Never even get uh, recommended to go over and have a look at it, which was disappointing from VAR. Um, And then obviously I totally agree with Ian Majowski. David Marshall, yes, you can argue, comes out and gets a bit of the ball, but the force and everything about it, endangering an opponent... That is a stick-on penalty kick as well. So I think both teams are mm. evened up for me. But this is what you know. I know we want accountability and stuff, but it doesn't matter whether it's Hibs, Aberdeen, Rangers, Celtic, St Mirren, Mother. Will we do this? You know, see the apologies. I, I'm a personal thing. I don't really get it. I don't really understand the need for it because Hibs have had their apology. Beans and Aberdeen fancy. Well, we should have had a penalty. Mm. And I think it was. I think the the Nicky Devlin handball was a penalty. So mm. do you. So do you. But for whatever reason, I don't know. Does the referee think it maybe it maybe is a touch above his t-shirt line or whatever? It's just probably not that deep. Do you know what I mean? Like, see if there's a a real procedural error, like we saw in the what was it Spurs and no Liverpool? Who was it again? Remember Liverpool they, and Spurs, Spurs something yeah. like that. Anyway, yeah, you know, a real procedural error, mm. or whatever. Fine, but see if somebody just makes a wrong call, even on VAR. I, I, I don't know I, what we then expect to happen. I afterwards. think we just need to stop talking about VAR. 
Yeah. Let's just get on with it and play the game. I mean, but we're, we're, t- we're, we're, we're taking away from talking about the actual game and talking about the tactics of the game and talking about how they got the victory and talking about good performances. We keep mm-hmm. continuously talking about VAR. It's so boring. And teams in, in the SFA came out and apologising. Stop apologising. Get on with it. The guy didn't mean to make a mistake. Let's just get on with it. Did you... So then the last season, that would be your only experience of it, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. What was it like to play in? Did, you know, because you, you've seen just... A full career without it, and then the last kind of few months. Listen, I was I was all for VAR and and, and thinking right, it was going to correct the game and all. But we're just continuously talking about it. We're continuously wasting time on it. We're going back to it. It's ruining games. Just get rid of VAR and play with a referee mm. and just move on. And even don't talk about referee decisions. Let's just move yeah. on and actually talk about the football side. And if we're going to have VAR, then let's just let the it's going to cut out and make we're going to make better decisions. But there's still going to be human error. People making decisions based on their opinion. I mean, we're sitting here debating decisions. Might have people with different opinions. I think definitely the the two decisions at the weekend were definitely two penalties that weren't given. But um, people might have different yeah. opinions. It's, it's it's going to be human error, and, and, and this is going to happen. I, I think, think we're wasting a lot of time. If we keep it to it. this weekend, it's a really good case study for it, actually, because I would bow to Ian or anybody else. They're the ones that pay money. They go to stadiums and they feel mm. like the full experience has been ruined, and they pay a lot of money, sucking the life out of the game. So I don't think you can really argue with that. Flip it over onto, you know, is it that versus getting decisions right without VAR? Rangers don't get any penalties at McDermott Park. I'm assuming you think they were both nailed on stonewall cast iron penalties. Yeah, yeah I think. I think. Just quickly, sorry, one other, just because no, it's this sorry. weekend down the road. Did you see Brighton and Sheffield United? Did you uh, see the red card? Yes. No, I heard about it. It was wild. Wow. Yeah. Needed VAR to give it red without VAR. That, did did yeah. even the Brighton manager come out and question it? No, one of the players came out. Oh, Sheffield United player, player where he was standing. Didn't, yeah. didn't look so, off. It was like a blatant. Say, on, the only thing he didn't catch was his Adam's apple. <laughs> <and his> studs. <laughs> so over two days, three proper stonewall decisions. Not even the ones that Charlie's yeah. talking about debatable yeah. that wouldn't have been given without. So it's, <sighs> look, they, but we need to accept there's going to be mistakes. Yeah. Players make mistakes. Managers make mistakes. Board makes mistakes. Why are referees not allowed to make mistakes? They don't yeah. mean to make mistakes. That's part of the game. That's I the game that the game's Charlie, always been. I agree with you. I stick up for referees because I think it's a really, really difficult job. And they'll always get decisions wrong. But the worry for me is just watching the games, especially at the weekend at McDermott. I thought mm-hmm. the referee waited for far to make the decision on the penalty kick. I think that's a he's got a good he's got a good view of it. Sterling is in. I think everybody in ground, everybody player knows that's a penalty yeah. kick. And he stood there if to say, I'm waiting for yeah. to get it see, in my ear to go and see it. I think that's hard to argue with because <coughs> it clearly looks that way to a lot of people. <laughs> the only thing I do wonder, because we'll never get in the ref's head, is you know, he, he gets marked down for making that mistake. He gets marked down for missing that penalty. You know, he still then has... <coughs> I, I can't under... I, do you gain that much from doing it that way? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not like he then just still comes out of it smelling of roses. He still gets marked down for it. He'll still get... That sort of held against them, if you like, internally. Um, I think I think that's a problem. Referees are under so much pressure because everything they do is getting yeah. scrutinised, so they're overthinking things Maybe, to the point yeah. now where we're seeing things that are so obvious. We're under, we can't understand why he's not gave that, but they're under so much pressure. They don't want to make a mistake. Mm. They don't want to give a penalty. I think there's too much to talk about VAR and referee decisions. So, Ian, you'd get rid of it. Even if it was VAR that gave Aberdeen a penalty to win the cup final in May and see Neil Warnock got the steps, you'd still think for the for the good of it overall? For the good of it overall, the whole 
as I said, my, my days and you know, uh, 10, 12 hour experience, um, my home games are my away games and um, I, I enjoy the mistakes, I enjoy arguing with opposition fans on the train home because we've, <laughs> the referee's got it wrong pre before our days and uh, we all accept human errors um, I think um, you know, Warnock's called it right from what, what he's experienced as well is that um, the the referees here he calls them young referees but the referees here the the ones on the pitch are they're almost nervous as you said to to um to go against their their their, mm. their seniors you know who's made the call I, I i don't know are they in glasgow or whatever yeah. they make that call and they're afraid to make the decision straight away or the or they want yeah, they they want VAR to make that. that well, here's the thing: it's because the the official line would be that no, the referee makes the final call, and he still made a decision. His decision was to not award the penalty, but that's just the official line, and I don't think fans really would agree with that because you, you just get that feeling, don't you, that there's a comfort blanket there, and it feels often that it's it's being used. But anyway, it will rumble on and on. Thank you very much to Ian on the line. I've uh, got something new for you this week. Mm. By the way, you'll you'll like this in particular. This is right up your street. See that? You know that song? Uh, yeah. You can tell me what it is, though. I don't know. Um, Ladies' Night. Ladies' uh, Night. Exactly. Because <laughs> all this week on Clyde One, we've got tickets for Ladies' Day at the Coral Scottish Grand National, Friday the 19th of April at Air Racecourse. You've been banned from there, I think, after yeah. your, your time as Air, Air, Air Manager Ooh. and just voice. Just overdid it. Um, But you can buy your tickets at air-racecourse.co.uk But we've got a pair to give away right now and it's brilliant this because it's a game called Not Around Furlong. Like it. Furlong. Furlong. So basically, I'm going to give you a clue and you need to call during the break and tell me which player is this who is here in Scottish football but not for long. I am a former England international striker and arrived at Rangers from Stoke City in 2010. However, I only managed seven appearances in my time and my contract was cancelled at the end of the season. What player wasn't around for long? 01419511025. Call before the end of this break. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Okay, the lines for Not Around For Long are now closed I can see them lining up calls from Wisher to Fort William all across the country trying to get involved but the lines are closed I'm afraid so let's play let's try and get a winner all this week on Clyde One tickets for Ladies Day See what we've done there mm-hmm. Yeah, very clever Very clever in here uh, It's the Coral Scottish Grand National Friday 19th of April You can actually buy your tickets At air-racecourse.co.uk But it's much more fun If you come on here And try and win them uh, In the company of Gordon Dale Or Charlie Mulgrew Stephen is in steps How are you Stephen? Not bad Gordon, how are you? All good, all good Can you identify the former England international Who was not around for long He arrived at Rangers from Stoke in 2010, seven appearances and his contract was cancelled at the end of the season. It is... The unforgettable James Beattie. James Beattie wasn't around for long. Well done to you, Stephen. You are off to the Coral Scottish Grand National Ladies' Day, Friday 19th of April. Sound good? Perfect. You, Thank you. You're not allowed to take Gordon Deal with you no matter how much he asks, OK? Oh, that's a deal breaker, that. Good, man. good weekend for you, though, Stephen. I see you're a Rangers fan, so it's going well... On the pitch as well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was here on Sunday. It was fantastic. Um, you know, 
looking a lot better than it was four or five months ago, that's for sure. So onwards and upwards and let's just keep the foot on the gas. Did it feel different on Sunday? You know, I wonder if some fans still have that like, oh, McDermott Park and look at that pitch and oh, we've, we've blown it in recent seasons at different times. Any of that creep in or do you feel like this team's getting you over that? Uh, no, I don't think it crept in, Gordon, to be honest. I mean, you're right, the pitch was pretty poor and the first half an hour was scrappy, to say the least. But it wasn't just about Sunday. It's been the last dozen, 15 games that we've put together a really consistent period of form. Um, obviously, we've been in the Parkhead and drew to, to Aberdeen, Iver- uh, sorry, Aberdeen at Pathology. Mm-hmm. But that aside, there's been very few blips and I think the new managers really got them ticking over lovely. Good man, thank you Stephen And enjoy the races when it comes along Well do we, thanks God There we go, that's like that Yeah A bit extra generosity on a night Very good Who was it last night again? Freddie Junberg it was Oh, I would have got that I'm a former underwear model Oh For Arsenal, that sort of stuff You there when he arrived? I played with him, aye Was he a model? He was a nice guy, aye Just didn't didn't work His first game was Berwick Rangers away That's right, And the pitch was... uh, (laughs) Uh, he would have played in the game and the pitch was solid and I remember he played at Tanadice no long after that and he got shouldered down at the corner next to the, the tunnel and he skidded right across the ash all his tattoos were hanging <laughs> off his arm and everything and I thought oh this guy's going to wonder and it was that winter where it was like snowing in that and it was minus 15 up in Lennox Town and he was training I remember watching him hats. he still wore the Arsenal gloves Oh no way With the Arsenal yeah. thing In the that's, back of him That's and not good is his it His big hat on And he was just He must have been one done Miserable Aye What am I doing here Wasn't great for him aye <laughs> Sometimes the kind of glamour I, Did I not see a I think it was like One of these on this day things Robbie Keane goal or something If you come up Bellamy the good goal return Didn't he when he He came It sometimes just doesn't Well doesn't Lundberg When you look at that Arsenal team He was a runner And amongst amazing players And he scored goals On the end of things in the box uh, when he came to, to us, we were expecting this player to light it up and tricks and all this, uh, score goals and all that. But he, he just he had too much expectation. He wasn't that type of player. He was a runner and a hard worker and just kind of, that never worked for him. He just didn't have the quality on the pitch when? Mm, aye, that was it. Aye. Is it true that he <laughs> Meanwhile, beside him. He, made a, he made a beeline to sit next to Mark Wilson in the team photo as well? Is that true? Just to make himself look even better. Aye, that was it, 100%. That was his request when he signed. Imagine next to Willow. I don't know how we get Willow after tracking his knee. Did Willow ever tell you about Dan Mistorovic? Dan Mistorovic used to sit... But I want to hear your version because you're a good storyteller. I used to sit to doing for Willow and in between us... Sorry. Aye. So it was me, Dan Mistorovic, then Willow. But Willow never ever got to sit at his seat because Dan used to just come in and stretch his legs right across the benches, <laughs> and Willow would come in and just kind of awkwardly. <laughs> I can imagine watch him. watch Dan and kind of uh, go and sit somewhere else in icy cell. Uh, it was hilarious. Cause so Mustorovich had the legs open, one of just those. Just basically yeah. legs open, wide as anything, so Willow couldn't sit in his seat. Willow just couldn't ever get to his seat every can time. You he not up just imagine. I'm going to do that. On Thursday. Can you imagine him? <laughs> You know, one like sitting his two knees together, yeah. like, oh, yeah. so trying to, try to squeeze in, and he was always trying to ice his knees, so he needed uh, a bit of space. But uh, Big Dan had him in absolute <laughs> toast. Uh, I like that, and it's getting brought up on Thursday. And just imagine Junberg with the Calvin Kleins, Wilson mm. with the George from Asda on. Oh, he was really high maintenance for the Lundberg as well. I, spoke, he was. I spoke to the kit man. He, he said that the Arsenal kit man actually phoned him and went, "You do not know what you're getting yourself in for here." Freddie Lundberg is so high maintenance. 
within a couple of days he asked for a pair of flip flops that don't get wet what do you mean there you go I want these flip flops that don't get wet so obviously all flip flops flip flops are waterproof but he wanted ones that were ultra waterproof that I don't know maybe <laughs> maybe sealed with put Vaseline on the table or something if you get va- uh, that's what he asked for he's just seen the pile of stuff he had at his place Rich coming for you who wanted a towel at Doncaster yeah, sitting the other day but anyway we right, got one. we're so late in the teaser give me more brothers quickly uh, Shuttons yep the Shuttons oh, are in there nice. Boers. no no oh, you need hundreds of appearances in the top flight in Scotland up here to be on this list alright I'm what? struggling here I'm struggling big time current Rangers defender Sure. Uh huh. Oh. So his brothers only Harry. played a couple, but he's played loads. So combined, they're right, on the okay. list. Sure. Yeah. Same applies for. Oh, there's one you should get in terms of famous what? Scottish footballing names, families. You know, the McGinns are right up there, but around that, you've said McStays, they fall out. Who are the other ones? Brothers and then nephew slash son who's tearing up the Italian league. Ferguson. Oh, Ferguson. So Derek and Barry. Oh yeah. right, never gone. And on. the last one you really, really tough because again, one brother's done like ninety nine percent of these. Mm. Defender, he's played for he's a Dundee, St. Mirren, St. Johnson, Aberdeen. Shongnessy. Yeah. So Joe was here for mm. a brief spell, but Con- um no, sorry, Joe has done yeah, loads yeah. and his brother Connor was here. Oh brief. Never get that. Anyway, well, thank you sorry, to Gordon DL and Doncaster City's Charlie Mulgrew it was a pleasure to have you both we will be back tomorrow from 6 o'clock uh, apparently Marvin Bartley's taking the huff because a goalie scored into him at the weekend oh, so I don't, know if he's, don't know if he's coming or not but anyway 6 o'clock we'll be here uh, and all that's left for us to do is wish you a good night have a good one